Hi everybody, this is Dave Hodges, host of The Common Sense Show. You know who I am. I'm glad you stayed with us. Thank you for staying with us. We have a terrific segment in this hour. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to be joined by a gentleman named Richard Sachs. And we're going to be getting into a whole lot of esoteric subjects. Uh, I just got to say, you're going to be challenged. I was challenged. And we're going to kind of blend the world of quantum physics and the powers of Jesus and and you know God invented science, so this shouldn't catch anyone by surprise. So we'll be joining Richard in just a moment. But first, I have to tell you, we have some sponsors who make this show possible. ReadyMadeResources.com. You go, oh, I know him, Bob Griswold. You're right. He comes on the show a lot. He's our survival defense expert, and I call him King Prepper. Everything that you need and want for prepping supplies, he has it, and he has it at a reasonable price. And he does one thing that no one else does. He will consult with you for nothing, for free. That's Bob Griswold. He finances the high-end topic uh, products he has, like night vision. Water filtration is really cheap, but the night vision is, is dicey. It's expensive, but people see the need to have it, and he'll finance it for you. You need to go to readymaderesources.com, see what he has available, and to give him the, the call on the number that's on the screen there. Make sure you tell him Dave Hodges sent you. We're also brought to you by preparewithdave.com. Preparewithdave.com is the best storable food in the world. Why? 70% off, restaurant quality, no GMOs, 25-year shelf life. It's the best deal that's out there right now. Even FEMA says you need six months of storable food. We say two years. If you don't, if you don't have it, let me tell you, what will happen to you one day, if the wrong people take over, they will use food and water as weapons. Don't become victim to this. Get ready now by storing the food, Prep your family. Protect them as best you can. Go to preparewithdave.com. Well, we have a terrific guest. We had a fascinating off-air discussion last oh, it was last night. Fascinating. And I think you're going to find the contents of this very interesting. We're going to start by introducing Richard, and we're going to let him talk about his background a little bit because it'll bring you up to date. It'll provide contextual background on where we're going. And if you ever wondered about the science behind the powers in the universe, this is your show. Richard, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you could be with us. Oh, it's an honor to be here, Dave. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Really yeah, glad to fun. have you. Well, I love the Bible, obviously, but I love the promise of the power that we have held out in front of us. And the Lord says, you can do all these things I've done, and you can do a whole lot more. And I know you believe in that. So let's, let's, let us me give you the choice of the starting point for this interview is kind of a contextual background, but then we're going to end up on the dicey stuff, the good stuff, the fun stuff that people need to know. That sounds perfect. Um, I might as well say just a little bit about how I got up to this stuff so that, you know, like you say, it gives it some context and, and why any of this stuff matters from the point of view that we're talking about. And um, I think to start out, I would say for people that don't have any idea who I am, I'm a radio host also, but I've been an independent health scientist since 1965, a little over 50 years, and still am totally involved in experimental research 24-7. Kind of, uh, it's where my life is going right now, but it was motivated originally by some really serious health problems that I had in the mid-1960s. And uh, leading up to that time, things were getting worse and worse uh, for my body. And my general attitude, and it always always has been in this lifetime is that um, I'm an explorer Uh, all my life I've really wanted to understand who we are 
where did we come from? Where are we going? I, I had no interest in just memorizing answers to this stuff, you know, which modern science gives us stuff to memorize that's acceptable. I, I really never wanted to do that. I wanted to know. Even if everybody else said I was crazy, I want to know whatever is true, and that was my motivation. And I found that to be, you know, the core of scientific exploration and spiritual exploration both, because in each case, if we're brave enough, we just really want to know whatever is true, even if whether people agree or not. And so later on, um, when I got older, uh, I added the focus of, What's the potential of these bodies that we're in, the physical bodies? And how are we supposed to take care of them? What, what's the real owner's manual, you know, that we don't seem to have gotten when we, when we were born here? And I was born about, nine, in, well, in 1950, and I was pretty much doomed to be an outsider from the beginning because when I was just a couple of years old, I had some partial memory of several times before this lifetime and I know that's politically incorrect religiously incorrect for most of the western beliefs and I couldn't help it that's this was before I knew anything about philosophies or religion or anything like that it felt normal I didn't know um, then that it was unacceptable and and uh, that most western belief systems would say it wasn't possible and it just felt natural to me so I also felt a constant presence of this unlimited love and, and caring this kindness amazing comforting overwhelming presence especially at night when I would go to bed and I'm talking about when I was four or five years old and I didn't have any beliefs you know to compare it to it was just what was happening and I was relating to this as God and I because I had heard about that and I was praying to it but not memorized prayers but more like talking on a deep spontaneous level with your closest friend and um, and I don't mean to make this too long I hope I'm not boring anybody but this is going to lead up to the subjects that you wanted to talk about so because of this experience I felt like it didn't fit in with other kids at school I'm talking elementary school time and as a kid and I felt there must be something wrong with me um, none of this stuff I felt like I could talk to anybody about and by about third grade I decided I should not be here some kind of mistake and I was thinking about suicide seriously and fortunately I never acted on that some kind of grace I guess but later um, quite a few years later I worked in my dad's medical lab and got introduced to procedures in science and then I was into my serious health problems you know for reasons that I understand now but I had no idea then I was just kind of at the mercy of modern medicine which tells you there's no cause and effect, it's just bad luck, or it's germs, or it's genetics, or something like that. But don't worry, because we can give you toxic chemicals called medicine, and you can eat those, and then when they do more damage, we can start cutting out organs, so it's going to be great. You know, don't worry about anything. And I knew that um, real science questions everything, everything. It doesn't defend beliefs, it, it just questions everything, and it's happy to find out if it's wrong because it's going to find out what's right and it's not worried about political correctness so um, it's not like science now which has become really degenerated in a lot of ways is totally open-minded and totally skeptical at the same time and that attitude is really critical and it's not like uh, memorization of acceptable beliefs like we're supposed to do now 
like a lot of them, which you've uh, probably discussed on your show, like the mantra that doctors learn of safe and effective and stuff like well, that. Well, that, and, and and even when you cross over the scientific barriers into like climate change, it's, it's like a cult. Right. It's not it science anymore. It's not provable data. It's based on fear because um, fear of, of public ridicule for one thing. And now they're actually trying to cut off the expression of people that question the acceptable beliefs. And it's become a new religion, fake science. And, you know, I, I wasn't attracted to that. So I dumped the medical system when they were working on me before they did t- too much damage. Um because I didn't want those beliefs. I didn't want any beliefs. I wanted to know. And I, I recognized the attraction of finding something to memorize and believe because it's comforting to know all the acceptable answers. But I just rejected that whole approach. And I thought, all right, I don't care about being insecure for a while while I'm trying to find out what's going on. I really want to know. And so um, I felt like I knew that it was possible for us as human beings with the right attitude and courage and perseverance to find out what was going on. And I already had this deep knowing that God was real. I was totally wrapped up in Jesus from when I was a tiny kid. And that wasn't from learning it, reading anything or being taught. It was just for other reasons because of my memory. And I knew that we were permanent beings for the same reason because I remembered myself in other settings. Not, it wasn't you know, some kind of belief. I, it was like you remember last week. And I also had this strong connection that I mentioned to Jesus, and I didn't ever talk about this for a long time because I felt like it, I would be completely ostracized by everybody who well, had Well, yeah, and you're, you're going to experience some of that because the idea of the pre... Well, let me say this. Uh, if you're talking about anything related to reincarnation, separate lives, I mean, right. pre-existence of the soul, which St. Augustine, by the way, talked about this. So if people get too critical, let me remind mm-hmm. you, it's already in Christian, mostly Catholic theology. But let me ask you this. Um, you, you, Well, first of all, I'm a Bible believer, and I'm very, very traditional, but I mm-hmm. also am a scientist, and I open my mind up to new possibilities because I don't think that every way that I interpret the Bible is necessarily the right way. And uh, people are very dogmatic, and if you don't believe as they believe, they want to crucify you. And at this time, they'll probably turn this show off. That's fine. But I want to explore the mysteries of the universe. And so, Yeah, that's pretty attractive stuff, actually. Yeah, you know, if something's appearing, let's explain it. Whether it's a hallucination or it's manifested by the Almighty, I mean, I think we Mm -hmm. need to explore these things. And people are afraid often of the truth because they don't want their paradigms challenged. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to do that especially thinking that other people may call you crazy. And I, I have no desire to convince anybody of anything. I, that's completely uninteresting to me. And that's one reason that I have not really made this public on a large scale before now. Um, but I feel like I have a responsibility, even if it's one person out of a thousand that's going to think there's any value in it, that is enough to make me have to... Um, go ahead and explain the whole thing and get rejected by everybody else. It doesn't matter. But the reason that I was so connected to Jesus, even without conventional religious beliefs, you know, as a little kid, is that one of the times I remember, not everything about it, but enough, is the end of what's called the Essene period. And I remember him directly. 
as a person uh, walking around in a physical body and that was an overwhelming memory for me and I still feel that presence constantly as well as the presence of what could be called God or spirit and all the time I can't get away from it not that I would want to but it's totally affecting every part of my life so I'm, it made me aware of other great beings that are not necessarily in physical bodies right now, as well as what people call angels that I consider completely real. And because of that experience, I have no interest in beliefs. Not, I, I mean, they're interesting, but I'm not attracted to them. I just want more and more deep understanding and knowledge, and mainly to know what I am, because it turns out that that's where all the other knowledge comes out of, and it affects how we see everything not what we memorize about ourselves but what we experience and I'm my other interest that's very strong is uh, how can we make things better for us in the world during this lifetime and um, in 1975 about 10 years into my experimental research on health to try to fix my own problems and also learn what's going on with disease what they call aging which I now see completely differently and natural immunity so you don't get attracted to uh, toxic chemicals and potentially fatal vaccines and stuff like that. Natural ways to heal everything. I came across a document in 1975, which is an account of Jesus teaching people about nature and healing on all levels, not just physical. And of course, it never made it into the Bible, and it was found uh, hidden in the Vatican basement in 1923 translated after that and I recognized it quickly as authentic with the the energy that I felt in it and what it said literally um, but some archaic language in it although it was translated into English and since then I've been working pretty much non-stop to adapt it to current conditions and our environment that we live in now and in the process I, I totally transformed my own physical body uh, it's way physiologically younger than when I started now, and I feel better than I did at 20, and I'm almost 70 now. Yeah, it's, so it's it, real. And I also spent 20 years investigating the global power structure because I realized we have some problems here on the physical level. And I found out in those 20 years what it's doing to us now and uh, and why, plus what's planned for us in the years immediately ahead, which is not friendly. And uh, at this point, I have an understanding of what is being perpetrated and how all these different sub-agendas fit together uh, in the bigger plan. And I saw that it was too late to stop it by direct confrontation and force. I don't think that can work at this point, but I, which is why they're so confident. But I did find a weak spot in their agenda and if we have time which I don't know until we find out um, I think that even now with all the destruction it could be totally turned around and we could heal the whole situation but it requires growth in consciousness on our part it's not something that can be implemented from a, a low level of awareness so we have some work to do I agree with you and at some future date I want to do a show on longevity and, and how you reverse the aging process. This will be fascinating to our people and it'll be the uh, antithesis of what Big Pharma would want us to do. Oh, yeah. um, so anything else about how you approached this, how you came to be in this field, 
that is relevant well, before we actually jump into some of the yeah, quantum physics and I'm of trying religion? to go through it quickly so I don't sure. burn up too much of your time. But um, I would say a, a couple more things that fixing physical health and, and energy level helps you a lot in the inner work because if you're really distracted by the usual problems that creep up on all of us in what they falsely call aging, you get really distracted when you're trying to do something that requires deep relaxation and focus internally, which is where all the hidden stuff really lies. It's, you know, Jesus said, even in the Bible, they allowed in the statement, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And the basic idea is that there are ways to work inside that affects everything in your outer life. But um, doing that, you know, has barriers and challenges. And it's beyond the suggestions of, of conventional quantum physics, but quantum physics is on the way and it does help in the understanding. So for those brave enough, um, there's a project that we're actually doing called Planetary Healing Club. And that's where we talk about levels of this stuff that we'd probably get banned for right away if we did it in a public platform. But uh, we can talk more about it, you know, to the degree that I think it's okay. And there are some specific, very powerful things for us to do uh, that I think we're walking around with the power to heal and transform not only the physical world, but even the people that are playing the role of the bad guys that a lot of people that I really admire, Alex and others, talk about wanting to just destroy these bad guys, get them out of the way because they're ruining everything. Um, under This is a going to sound like a strange concept, but underneath the apparent identity of the bad guys is pure spirit just like it is in us. It's just that they're suffering from immense amounts of really dense programming, and they're going to carry out the intent that comes from that, which is total destruction. But there's a power that we're carrying that is a lot stronger than that. And if we wake it up, even the people in positions of power who hopefully are, will listen to this too, I don't consider them enemies anymore. I, I'm looking at them as people that are more victims than any of us, and they need help, and we have the power to help them if we reach certain levels of awareness and we can do that. And even with, with the president, I mean, the current president is hated because of his motivation, not because he knows everything in my opinion. And there are some things that we need to get to him if we could. Um, but the main thing is under the roles that we're playing, the good guys and bad guys and everything in between, there's this one incredible, indescribable being that everything came from and then everything's eventually going back to. And one of the things that I guess people would condemn me for if they're strongly religious in a conventional way is I don't see anyone being lost forever, no matter how bad they are. Because if we want to condemn them, it's like throwing the first stone. You know, have we never made any mistakes? And if we were looking through their eyes with their background and their brain, and the people around them influencing them, my feeling is we'd be doing exactly what they're doing. So we need to have compassion instead of hatred, even for the worst people. And the mind is what's generating the programming, even of those people. And there's a way to break through that illusion. And I think a small, critical minority that learn the details of it 
is enough to turn everything around. You don't need anything like a majority. So it would be very enjoyable to the people willing to do that and who are brave enough beyond any kind of distraction or drug high imaginable because when that power that's already flowing through us from our source becomes conscious, um, there's no way to express how good that feels. And I think it's waiting for us if we're ready for it. Well, I think so. you're right. I, I mean, uh, Jesus said, um, all this I do, you can do and more. Yeah. And uh, so there's that's already promised to us in the Bible. So people say, oh, Dave, you've gotten away from the Bible. In a couple of instances, we have. But overall, here, what we're talking about, where we're going to go is very, very biblical. Um, anything else you want to add to the background before we jump into the meat of the matter? I think that gets us ready for the meat. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I like meat. Um, okay. <laughs> although my doctor says I got to eat less of it. So anyway, um, let, let's just start with what I said. I mean, Jesus turned water into wine and stone into bread, and he had fantastic powers, and he healed the dead, raised the dead. He cured the terminally ill, and he did so in just miraculous ways. But see... I don't think it's miracles. People always want to say miracles from God, miracles from God. No, no, no. God invented science. Mm -hmm. It's his invention. It's not ours. And because we don't understand something, we say it's magical. Exactly. We don't understand the science. Not only that, but we tend to think it's evil, too, if we don't understand it, because we're, ba we're based in fear. And there's a lot more going on. Well, let's be fair. I understand why people are fearful, because Satan can draw into the same power tree. That's right. And there are tricks that can be done by negative entities, and there's a long history of that happening. But if you start to become more conscious in yourself, then you don't get fooled by evil because it's got a distinctive frequency. And it really can't hide, only physically. And you can sense it. That's right. Anybody can once they get to that point. A discerning Christian can sense the evil. I'm convinced of that. Well, yeah. let, let's get into the science. Let's talk about some of the things that you had mentioned to you about um, the magical science, but not magic, really, behind right. the powers of the Lord. Well, I'm going to talk about some things that are going to be a little far out, <laughs> but I have to because we want to know what's really going on. And, you know, I, I'm just basic below beginner level and all this stuff but the yeah, degree sure. to which I've, I've seen it it gives me an ob obligation I think for people that are interested to at least share the little bit that I've experienced and then they can take it way farther um, so I would say all of that is based from where I'm looking now at the understanding that what appears physical is in a way really not or another, putting it another way, yeah, it's physical, but what physical really means is not what people think. You know, even if you start with a, a physical model of an atom, um, for example, when I was in elementary school a long time ago, they gave us uh, tinker toy models of an atom. And it, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but they were little balls of different colors like about two inches in diameter with holes in them for little tinker toy sticks to fit into and the balls around the outside were supposed to be the electrons and then in the middle were two different colors of balls that were the protons and neutrons 
And that was supposed to be a model of an atom so that we could understand what matter was made out of. But that's not really the correct scale of an atom. So to understand more realistically what the ratios are, if you imagine a big room like, say, the Sistine Chapel in Italy, and you go to the center of the ceiling where Michelangelo did his painting, and you hang a thread from that spot halfway all the way down to the ground, um, and you put a grain of rice on the end of it, and say that's the nucleus of an atom. And then around the outside of the room, which is a real big room, you have a few grains of dust whizzing around at about nine-tenths the speed of light or so. That's a pretty close to the right scale of an atom, which means even if those subatomic particles that make it up are solid, which is highly questionable, um, 99 plus percent of that atom is empty space. And what differentiates it into looking like the table in front of you or your computer or your body or whatever so-called physical thing you want to look at is a question of vibration and, and spin and frequency. And that's the beginning. But that's just the physical level. When you get into the consciousness aspect, which is where all the really interesting and powerful stuff really is, we are beings of spirit created by God, the source, and we're not physical in our essence. We're made out of, you know, when I hear something like the image of God, I don't think how many inches your nose is and it's exactly right proportions. And although there is something called sacred geometry, that's interesting too. But the main thing about the image of God is that our source was something indefinable that you might call consciousness. It's what light and everything came out of before there was matter or time or anything. And we are still that. There was nothing else to ever make us out of except for that. And in fact, there was nothing to make anything else out of except for the original consciousness. There was no Home Depot or, you know, I'm talking about before there was even form or light. So that... Well, let me ask you a question. and Let's go back to origin. Yeah. Sure. Does does your belief system incorporate the Big Bang? Um, I don't see it as a physical origin of matter at all. I see it as a consciousness being the origin, and, a and lot of, what appears well, to be matter. Well, was before you go on, let me, let me explain the. Co- I don't think I asked the question yeah. very good. I, I, okay. I think I asked you a bad question. Okay. Um, a lot of people that I talk to in the world of physics who happen to be Christian. Yeah. What they'll tell you is one quantum second before the Big Bang, it was the ultimate in singularity. Everything that is and was and will ever be was all joined at one point in time. And then this massive discharge took place. And they believe, now here's the spiritual take they put on it. And this is what I want you to respond to. Okay. They think that everything was thrown out. Everything is separating, moving apart, becoming individualistic and so forth. But unity with one, singularity with the Lord, is the ultimate goal. So we get separated only to later on in the future come back together. That's how some of these physicists see that. Does that come anywhere near to what you're talking about? I think I totally agree with that 100%. Is that our origin was before there was any form of any, even the higher realms were not there. It was the origin of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's still who we are, and that's why 
there's nothing else for us in the ultimate future than to go back to where we started. Everything else is part of what's projected in the middle part. And that's also the key to why unusual things, so-called miracles and things like that, are possible. It's because who we really are is still original consciousness. There was nothing else. So all of these worlds that we see that came out of the Big Bang and the you know projection from the original non-material source, those are being projected and maintained from whatever you want to call that original consciousness, which is also what people call God. But we're inextricably tied to and part of that ourselves. We're not separated. Our ideas might convince us that we're separated and make us act crazy, not true to who we really are. But in reality, if we were separated, we wouldn't even exist. So it's a transition from identifying ourselves as bodies walking around in which our powers of doing anything are very limited to becoming aware of what mind is and what the body really is because there are consciousness in both and neither one is us. And if we learn a different way of relating to them, then the programs that are the source of the whole illusion, which are generated by mind, we can separate from that. And what fills the vacuum when we're no longer hypnotized with that stuff is the original, it's not a substance. It, it, I don't know what to call it except it's a connecti- It's a connectivity. Yeah. Dr. Is, Wayne, it, the late great Dr. Wayne Dyer said that the, really the best. He said, aloneness is the great illusion. In fact, uh, Carl Jung, you know, the great psychologist, talked about the collective unconscious. He said, we're all connected. So when we have these sparks of ESP and clairvoyance and knowingness, it's because we're connected on a certain wavelength. And uh, in fact, let me tell you what some people would suggest that you talked about very early on when you had memories that predated your birth. Mm -hmm. Some people would say, you weren't there but your mind tapped into the memories of the people that were there. Yes, I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, and, and and so this is where the physics comes in. And see, this is why when we talked, a lot of people are going to say, oh, this is so anti-Christian, this is so anti-this, and this is so anti-that, and so forth and so on. Uh-huh. And, and I'm just saying, you're just dealing with an aspect of science that you've never considered could exist within the Christian religion. And again, God is the author of all science. That, that's why I had no trouble with this. The real science, that's true, not the current version where oh my gosh. just memorizes stuff. Well, you know the but. story of Galileo, right? He, We're not the center of the universe, so Catholic Cardinals, come up to my observatory and I'll let you look. Oh, sure, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. And they all covered their darn eyes so they could truthfully say they hadn't seen a thing. That defines right. the science of today. That's exactly what's happening now, yeah, exactly. And even more so because it's all being manipulated by malicious... Um, forces that are try, really intending to destroy life on this planet. And I don't think that's a very good idea. I think we should do something different. My friend, you are in good company. I have had two conversations since we first spoke that talk about that very thing. The eradication of all life is the goal. And we'll, we'll get to that, I think, probably in a later broadcast. But you're yeah. absolutely right about that. Um, yeah. And remember Jesus, what... Jesus came here to save us. But mm-hmm. there are those who want to destroy all all of us. Yeah, and, and they're victims too because they don't understand even who they really are. They, they're high on a drug of evil 
and that's coming out of their own projected programming. So when you want to get into quantum physics and why the experimenter affects the outcome of the experiment, which is you know a step in, in the science that you're talking about, it has to get into awareness of something called consciousness and the programming that mind is projecting. And mind turns out to be conscious like everything else. And it's possible to renew a different sort of relationship with mind instead of just assuming it's us, which is where we get caught. If you think that you are the programs, then for all practical purposes, for the time being, you are. Whether you think it's a program of evil or anything else, that's what you act as if you were. And that's what the bad guys are unknowingly doing, thinking that it's going to be great to destroy everybody else, and it's not going to work out that way. So if we separate from our own programming, then there's a principle called resonance that Tesla talked about, but this is a before, higher level. Before you go there, I want to finish the what you just said. I, I want to go back sure. to that and put a loop on sure. this. What a lot of people don't realize in life is when you're part of a revolutionary movement, and you're used to overturn the status quo, like what we're seeing with today's Democrats. Mm-hmm. We all, I call those people the brown shirts, and that origin is intended to Nazi Germany, because what did Hitler do to the brown shirts who got him into power? He killed them all. Right. And what people don't realize is when you join evil, evil will turn on you. Yeah, it already is, just by convincing you that you're part of it. Yeah, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to put a you know a little finality there to what you were saying. Because the Ocasio-Cortezes, the uh-huh. Nancy Pelosi's, the Hillary Clintons, they think they're gaining something. I mean, Hillary goes to a Church of Satan in oh, L.A. Yeah. once a month. But right. they're not. They're going to be destroyed. Yeah, it's it's not a good way to build your future, really. And it, it's it's a great illusion that you're going to be above everybody else. And, 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 and Richard, before I'm... we go to the next part, go back to what you were going to say. Sure, this sure. is the part where i got to stick the break in. So yeah, we, we, do. we do have a sponsor that makes this next segment possible, and it's Health Masters. And, and my dear, dear friend, Dr. Ted Brower, owns Health Masters. And this guy, I mean, he, he could make so much money but he keeps low prices, he cares about people, he's kept me off the operating table three times, and I've talked about that many, many times on the show, and I've had Ted on as a guest to talk about it, starting with a torn meniscus in my knee that, oh, you gotta have surgery, Dave, and I'm through it now, not limping today. So how do you get involved with Health Masters? How do you help them help you have good health? Go to healthmasters.com and use the coupon code DH5. Tell them Dave Hodges sent you. Well. Let's go back to where you were going to go before, and I'm sorry, so inopportunely interrupted you to finish the point, but I want to go down that next avenue. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, the people who are playing the part of evil for a minute, and because I've got kind of a different approach than some of the people that I greatly admire, like Alex, for example. Uh, I'm I'm used to not being able to say his full name on our show so we don't get banned off the major platforms. But you know who I'm talking about, and he wants to – he's a global treasure as far as I'm concerned, but like many others, he wants to kill all the bad guys or wants something to happen to them. And what I'm saying is there's a more powerful attitude which is based in something that you discover internally, and that is no enemies – the ones that are called your enemies, you love them. But what that means is really important because – It's dishonest to say 
you love your enemies if you can't stand them and you're talking about the conventional type of love you don't love them you think they're terrible but the kind of love that that was being talked about by Jesus and others is there is a power that keeps us alive that comes straight from God or the source flows into our physical bodies that's why we're able to use them and from there if we don't block it with our own mental programming it can flow out like unconditional love for all life forms everywhere the Buddhists talk about this but it's not religious it's part of the real science of consciousness that everybody's part of and if you learn to let it sincerely flow to everybody even the people remember the line in the Bible that said do good to those who despitefully use you and curse you or the other way around I guess but, yes but, yeah love your enemies as yourself yeah exactly and that's dishonest unless you understand what level of love that is and what it is in in my view you have to understand that we're walking around all of us not just the people who believe in voodoo and Santeria and stuff like that we are non-stop blessing and cursing everybody around us all the time without even thinking about it by having kind or unkind thoughts and emotions toward them which are very powerful see part of being able to do unusual stuff is recognizing the power of things that are subtle and usually ignored and this blessing and cursing that we're walking around day and night doing to other people is affecting them and it's affecting us because one of the laws of nature is whatever you send out to other people or any other beings at all comes back to you multiplied whether it's good or or malicious and we're doing that and so once you become conscious of that program of you know just going on unknown how you're sending out benevolent or malicious feelings toward others you can change that and when you change it consciously by cooperating with mind so that you're blessing everybody and you mean it it's not a rote memory type thing um, that starts to have massive power and it's all based on the idea that in your universe and this is a advanced quantum physics idea what appears real is deeply affected by the projection of your own consciousness if you and this is more than the subject of just this show because this is a real subject that you can actually learn and do and you can get to a point where without saying a word to other people because of what's being projected out to them you can help free them from their own programming by resonance and it's very powerful and I think that if we get advanced enough in that which has already started in the work that we're doing um, we can even now turn this whole situation around when you talk about residence is this part and parcel to the collective power of prayer where people seemingly praying together about the same thing at the same time can actually move mountains so to speak the thing about prayer and what makes it move mountains is the level that it comes from because you can sit with millions of people reciting the same written prayer and the mountains don't move and yet there's another level where because you see we're there's a thing about praying ceaselessly who said that some saint I guess and that you want to get to a point where you're praying ceaselessly what what he didn't mention is that we are praying ceaselessly constantly but what are we praying for it's you you find out where your emotions and thoughts are going 
And that is what you're praying for. So to say words is, that's good, but what really matters is to line up the thoughts and emotional state with what you are praying for, not begging for it, but allowing the, in quantum physics terms, frequency of that outcome to flow through you from the source that contains everything. And then mountains can do whatever you want. This sounds very much like uh, Wayne Dyer's Power of Intention. Are you familiar with that? I've read a little bit of Wayne's stuff, but not that particular thing. I don't remember it. There's eight steps to the Power of Intention, and I think you would find that to be really revealing reading because you've come back and touched on some of Wayne's ideas three different times. See, okay. I don't know where Wayne lied. In turn, he passed away from leukemia a couple of years ago, but I don't know where his true spiritual belief system lies. But I can tell you this, he reinforced so many doctrines of Christianity, it was amazing to me. And he did so on a quantum physics basis. Um, he used like the power of attraction. Let me just give you this one example. He said, if you wonder why you're not getting what you want from your wishes, your hopes, your desires, but most of all your prayers, it's because your mind is focused on what you don't have and what you think about is what you attract. So you're going to get more of what you don't have rather than putting the prayer out there and trusting the Lord to make the best decision. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that when people start wanting to fight about different sectarian interpretations of biblical or other teachings and they say, ours are the only ones that are right and everything, I think if Jesus were walking around and talking with them, he'd say, you know, remember that what I said before about two things being what everything else hangs on? And if you reach the, the level of consciousness that allows you to be a channel of the level of love he was talking about and direct that toward God, which is not just reading, you know, like God in a paragraph in the book, but getting in touch with it for, for real and also directing that same love toward everybody else, even the so-called bad people, and not just as other people, but as yourself is what he said. And there's no way to do that unless you realize, I mean, no way to do it honestly, unless you start to see that the ultimate real being that created everything is the essence of what's inside that other person, no matter who they are. And that is what you're loving as yourself, because on, a, on the deepest level, it is yourself in another form. Well, certainly if you subscribe to the Big Bang, it certainly is yourself or was a joined part of yourself at some time. And I agree with that. You said something interesting to me the other night, and you briefly referenced it here again. And it's something I have trouble getting my mind around. Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Mao could find redemption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Talk I really feel that. that. I, I'm sure that I didn't used to think that. I was brought up thinking, you know, Hitler was the devil and everything, and he was... I'm sure already in hell forever and all this stuff. And what I, this is a challenge to put in words. Okay. Cause sure. I really want to really want to share it. You know, this is not crazy. There's, there's a deeper level of insight here that I want everybody to have access to. And we do all have access to it. And that's that there was a song written a while back uh, in the sixties, I think called there, but for fortune. And it was sung by a bunch of people. And when I was in the university, which is at, in the 60s, um, 
Joan Baez came and sang it. And I'm not want to get into Joan Baez being a socialist or whatever she was. I didn't know her political ideas, but she was a really good singer at the time. And she sang that a cappella. And the basic idea of the song was um, if I, if it weren't for grace, I would be doing what that person's doing and making a mistake. And once you see that, arrogance is gone. You cannot condemn anybody. And if you don't condemn anybody else, then you stop condemning yourself, with which most of us are holding ourselves back by doing unconsciously all the time, and we need to stop that. Because the whole justice idea is nothing compared to the grace idea. And which one you really believe in is not a matter of what you tell somebody else you believe. It's what you feel toward yourself and toward others. And if you're holding against yourself and them what bad things you've done, because we've all done really stupid bad things as far as I know, if you're holding that against yourself or anybody else, then you're stuck on the justice level. And that's an unending cycle of punishment. And if you're on the grace level, you realize underneath that person is totally lost and dominated by programming of identifying with evil, like the people you mentioned. Underneath that is something else. That's who they are, not the character they're playing. So you start to differentiate between the actor and the character. And if it's the character, and that's all there is, it's easier to feel um, condemning, you know, which is something that's not worth pursuing anyway for various reasons. But if you understand that there's an actor in every one of us and it would be acting out its true self, you know, identification with spirit, uh, and if it weren't programmed by mind. And the mind program is very, very powerful. And to condemn somebody else because they fall for it is... You know, remember the old thing in the fable, pride goeth before a fall, and say, well, I could never be evil like that, and, and that's that bad person, and they need to be in permanent punishment to fix that. Um, that's not a really deep understanding. That's all based on fear and superficial vision. And if we get to where we can see the being underneath, now we take one step closer to being able to actually reach them and change them. And that would be a very useful thing to be able to do. Well, well, you know, Christian theology teaches if Hitler truly repented in the last moments of his life, mm -hmm. he's saved. That's right. But what they don't talk about is what if you're a permanent being and your time is not up when you die, which I can... Just, I, people can say I'm wrong, and I, I remember I have no desire to convince anybody of anything. That That's not what I'm doing. Um, but from my perspective, with memory that feels as real as this lifetime to me, I know that I didn't figure a lot of things out by the end of previous lives. And I have another chance now, and I don't know where Adolf and... Mao and all these different people are now, but being created out of spirit, I don't believe we can ever be destroyed. You can't destroy consciousness, only physical stuff. And they can be reached, and I know people are going to turn tune me out for saying this, but I, I have to be honest. 
we have such immense power to reach people whether or not they're still in a given lifetime. We don't have any idea. And I think what I'm suggesting and inviting people to do is be brave, you know, look at these things because if what I'm saying is false, you haven't lost anything. What you can go back to what you think. But if there's another level that you could open up and and access incredible healing power in yourself as a result, I don't see any downside, you know, to really looking. It doesn't hurt to explore and see this is where people who get too dogmatic come in. They feel that if you push the boundaries of the Bible to a deeper understanding, the unexplained stuff that's not there, that you're mm-hmm. somehow, somehow being a heretic. And I exactly. reject that. I totally reject it. Um, I don't expect people to necessarily accept what we've said here or what you said here specifically tonight right. to take it as dogma. But the thing is, is people can't be afraid to explore the true nature of who we are and how we fit into this thing called the Bible. And on that note, I have really bad news. This is so fascinating. I could continue forever, but unfortunately, I've got time constraints here placed on me in this three-dimensional world we exist in. So we're going to have to pick this up in a future broadcast, and I I really want to hit the part where we talk about longevity and reversing aging and tying all this into it, because I think it's something that's of value to people, because I think it's something that a lot of the natural healthcare people have already discovered. Yes, it's uh, all tied together. It is all tied together. You're absolutely right. The super string theory, as Michio Kaku calls it, But on that note, my friend, we need a bit of do. I'll be in touch. We'll set up a follow-up interview. And I want to thank you so much, Richard, for being a part of the Common Sense Show. Thank you, Dave. It was fun. It went by in 10 seconds. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been Richard Sachs. And and Richard, hold on. We we got 10 seconds here. Tell people how to listen to your show. LostArtsRadio.com. And for people that want to get into the deeper levels, PlanetaryHealingClub.com. Very, very good. Outstanding. I'll be a visitor there to check out this in more detail. To everybody else, thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be back with you next time, and go out and have a blessed week. God bless all of you.